Welcome to Lessons for Life, where we seek to learn, love, and live the Word of God. Now, here is James Long Jr. Hello, everyone. Today, I want to talk to you about the topic of repentance. But in this way, I want to talk about false repentance versus true repentance. You know, oftentimes when we're working in counseling, there are people that are really struggling with whether they should forgive another person and reconcile with another person because they really are not sure that this other person is true or not. Is this just a surface change or is this real heart change? And as we've talked about over a number of weeks and months, you know that real change happens from the inside out, that as God changes our heart, then that comes out in the way we speak, that comes out in the way we live. But there are some people that can try to change from the outside in. They, they try to change behaviors externally, and they do that temporarily. And the reason for that is because they want to avoid some level of consequences for their sin, consequences for their fault. And we've also talked over a number of weeks about the fact that there's true guilt versus false guilt. True guilt is where you have actually done something wrong and you need to seek forgiveness, False guilt is where you believe you've done something wrong, but there is nothing, no standard that you've broken except perhaps your own. Uh, Here, we're today uh, dealing with the idea of true guilt. You truly have gone against God's law. You've gone against some type of standard, some moral standard, and you failed in that way. And there are two different ways that you can handle that. You can handle that from the inside out, which we'll call godly sorrow, Or you can handle that from the outside in, which we'll call worldly sorrow. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, it says this. Hear this passage. It says, For even if I made you grieve with my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For I see that the letter grieved you, though only for a little while. As it is, I rejoice not because you were grieved, but because you were grieved into repenting. For you felt a godly grief, so that you suffered no loss through us. For godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces death. And then what Paul went on to say is this in verse 11, For see what earnestness this godly grief has produced in you, but also what eagerness to clear yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what punishment. So if you listen... Paul is saying that he confronted them because they had done wrong and they felt grief, but he said that there are two different types of grief that they could have experienced. And he said that there was a worldly grief or worldly sorrow, and then there was a godly grief. So worldly grief, what it does is it focuses on us. We feel guilty because we got caught, but really deep down, it's still about us. We want other people to think better of us. The sorrow that we feel is really about the hurt that we're experiencing about us. We think about how we've been treated unfairly or we feel offended by others. And, and what happens is it's still about wanting to change the, the pressure that's coming upon us because we don't like it. And so theologians call that attrition, where it's false repentance, remorse, self-reproach, sorrow for sin, but it is motivated primarily by the fear of punishment. And there really is no wish or desire to forsake the sin. So I just want the punishment to be gone. I want the pain to be gone. I want you to feel better about me, but I really deep down don't admit that I've done anything wrong. 
and I really don't want to change. Well, there's a huge difference between attrition or worldly sorrow, false repentance, and contrition, which is a true godly sorrow motivated by a godly response. It's motivated by godly remorse. And so what we find in godly sorrow is that we have guilt over sin and we feel that we've offended. We know that we've offended God and that we've hurt God. And what we do is we also recognize that godly sorrow is going to lead to a strong desire to, to make things right and to seek forgiveness from God. And, and we want to be led down this path where there is not going to be these continued patterns in our lives. Does that sound like you? And what Paul went on to say is that he said that for those that are experiencing godly sorrow, they have an earnestness of life. They, this earnestness is this desire to pursue righteousness. I, I want to change. I desperately want to change. That is um, something that should be produced from within. He, he talked about this evidence of wanting to um, vindicate ourselves and to clear ourselves. I don't want to hide this sin anymore. I want to come clean with this sin. Is that something that you want to do? And then he goes on to say that it's not only the fact that we have an earnestness or that we want to clear ourselves, but we have this anger, this anger at the sin that we've done, not the anger at what other people have done to us, but the anger that of what I've done to myself and what I've done to others. We start to hate the sin and we want to keep those sins far away from us. So we, we want to divorce those sins because we know that God hates it and we know that it is causing us pain and our relationships pain and we want to run far from it. And then he talks about fear. What kind of fear? Fear of God's anger, perhaps? But also just the fear of giving in to sin because sin is such a horrible thing. And what it does is it should remind us that at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, God, God placed his wrath upon Christ so that when we trust in him, we're forgiven. And that, that fear, not of the wrath of God for the believer that we will ever go back under that wrath, but recognizing that it was a penalty that Christ did not deserve that he paid for me. And then the longing, a yearning, a deep inward desire. I want to be close to you, God. I want to be near you. And then he talked about zeal. He said that it, this passion, this driving passion to love him, to, to serve God, it, it turns away from indifference, it turns away from apathy, and it turns to a passion for Christ, not I, but Christ. So we end with this today. I want you to think about the difference between false repentance, attrition, or worldly sorrow, where you're only remorse is about what you're fearing. You're fearing punishment. And if you're only willing to change from the outside in, and you're only willing to do that to appease the person that's upset with you, then that's not going to be lasting change. But what we want is contrition, true godly repentance. And it's motivated by a godly remorse, not a worldly sorrow, but a godly sorrow. A godly sorrow that wants to make God big in our lives and is concerned with how we impact other people's lives as well. So which side of the aisle do you tend to fall on when you're called out with your sin? I hope you fall on the side of godly sorrow. Blessings. This has been Lessons for Life with James Long Jr. We hope you've been blessed. For more information, go to jameslongjr.org.